are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? Webb, we have an amazing show today. We're going to go through all the week four picks and talk about the new Kyrie Irving rule the NBA set in. Are you ready for today's show? Always ready. Before we get to that, for the new listeners, please make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Really appreciate that. Webb, let's get right to it. The NBA announced today that players will not be paid if they miss games because of not being vaccinated. This is in San Francisco and New York City. The governments in those cities have said you cannot enter the buildings if you are not vaccinated. So anyone playing in Golden State or in New York City has to be vaccinated or they, they are ineligible to play. Kyrie Irving has been one of the most outspoken players about not being vaccinated. He plays in Brooklyn. That's in New York City. Half of his games are home games, which means he will not be eligible to be paid for half of the games this season. Do you like this rule? And do you think it will change Kyrie's mind about the vaccine? Yeah, I'm in favor of this rule. I think it's smart for player safety um, and just for safety in the community as well, health and safety, and also to keep in line with the health and safety uh, regulations for the municipalities. And uh, yeah, in terms of changing Kyrie's mind, uh, I think he'll still be out. I think he'll still be against the vaccine. Do I see him missing 41 games because he's not taking? I can't see that happening. No. So I can see it. I can see it sort of compelling him to take the vaccine. I would be very shocked if the Nets were cool with him uh, sitting out the games, even though he's not getting paid, they're not giving him a check. Something's got to go down. But what's funny is that uh, he's due for an extension. Him and James Harden do for extensions uh, like KD got a few weeks ago. So could this perhaps play into it? I don't know. So to answer your question again, I assume he'll eventually get it. So Bill Simmons came out today and said he thinks Kyrie Irving will sit this season out. So that's someone I think that knows Kyrie a little bit. Thanks Kyrie because of the vaccine will not play at all this year. I agree with you. I can't see B- Brooklyn being okay with him just missing half the games. If they make the playoffs, he can't play home games in the playoffs. This seems like a stupid thing for Kyrie to avoid doing. How much does he make a year? 35, 38 million dollars a year? Yeah, he signed um for 140 million, I believe, for I want to say 3 years, 2 plus 1. After double check. But yeah. Like I think it's like 35 million dollars a year. To think he's going to lose $17 million to not get vaccinated is in. It's so stupid to me. He can afford to speak to the best medical experts in the country who can assure him the vaccine's safe. Nothing will happen to you. And I just don't understand what he's doing. I, I respect the principle he has if he refuses to do it. I think it's stupid, but at least he's willing to lose money for his convictions. I mean, he's really stupid for doing that, but. I guess he believes in it, even though it's really stupid. Kyrie's dumb, man. If he loses $17 million for this, he is so stupid. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you're right. It was a four-year deal. Obviously, I can't do the math. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, whatever his stance is on the vaccine, it's a very divisive issue. I don't really want to get into that. But, like, I could see Brooklyn, they have a contract extension that they are mulling, giving him and James Harden. I could see potentially, if he takes a hardline stance and tells them he's not playing in home games, are we for certain that, and if Bill Simmons is right about him sitting out and being dedicated 
to sitting out. Are we for certain that the Nets aren't considering trading him? Because I would, if if the player is going to do that. I know it may ruffle feathers and rock the boat with KD, but I mean, they and they to. also and they I'm couldn't make them. it. They couldn't make it public that that's the reason because it probably would. The NBA Players Association might step in and it might get really ugly or whatever, but um, it might cause an uproar. But they probably would have to consider trading him. You can't keep him there. They have to trade him. If he's not eligible for any home games all season, this team thinks it's making the finals. If he can only play in three of the finals games, it's insane to keep him. You have to trade him. Him for Ben Simmons right now. Philly would do it. Wouldn't he be better than Kyrie missing half the games? That makes sense to me, I think. Yeah, and and and, and I guess Philly, I mean, that's hoping that Philly wouldn't institute a similar a similar uh, bylaw that New York has. They haven't done yeah. it yet. So, but I imagine I think, other. Yeah, if they haven't done it yet, I think they probably wouldn't do it now. But probably. maybe they would. If it gets, if things get bad in those cities again, they definitely could institute it later. This guy, man, he enrages me so much. I know. On on the plus side for Brooklyn, KD and Harden looked very good together last year. So if they could flip Kyrie for some key pieces, they lost Spencer Dinwiddie, um, but they had a really good offseason. Who knows, man? Do you okay? All right. What about this? Do you think Kyrie Irving? I'll ask you two questions. Do you think Kyrie Irving folds and takes the the vaccine so he doesn't miss games? And two, if he does not, do you think the Nets trade him this season? Kyrie will not fold. He will stick to his guns because he's a crazy person. He's already rich. That's why I think losing seventeen million dollars when you have a hundred million already might not be as big a deal to him. And the Nets will not trade him because Kevin Durant won't want them to. Although I think come June, he might have some regrets about that when they lose in five because Kyrie wasn't there. Do you you agree with that? Or do you think they, I think they absolutely should trade him by the way, but Kevin Durant just signed that extension. I think it was probably said, Hey, we're going to lock up Kyrie and Harden too. So we're growing this together. That was probably baked into the extension cake. So I don't think Kevin Durant's going to turn on one of his best friends in Kyrie, but he definitely should. It's a terrible idea to keep him on this team. Yeah, and just, I guess for clarity, uh, we're saying Kyrie's crazy because of how he acts in a, a number of situations and the things that he said, not just because of this situation. Oh, yeah. I've been saying he's crazy way before the vaccine. Yeah. It's been pretty consistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've been saying that since for years. 2010. Um, <laughs> I love Kyrie as a player, but huge liability. And it's not like he can stay healthy all the time. And this is like a real rare situation where he sits out. He's always hurt on the court. He's fantastic. I think he's a phenomenal player. But um, I don't know what the Nets are going to do with this. I think I do agree with you that they don't want to ruffle feathers with kd um and i mean they still have to lock up james harden there's a chance that i mean i'm not saying Harden's is going to turn money down but they haven't locked up Harden yet and what if this causes Harden to leave as well like there's a lot of dominoes that can fall from this i think Kyrie not playing would cause Harden to leave more than Kyrie getting like I think him not playing would enrage Harden more if he doesn't win a title because Kyrie refuses to play games. That would cause him to leave. Trading him out when he's not capable of playing in games so they have a better chance of winning a title just makes sense to me. It seems reasonable. 
basically every city in the NBA, but New York and San Francisco, they don't have this rule in place. So trading him somewhere else makes a thousand. I would say try to trade him for Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal is also not vaccinated. So it's tough, man. I just think Kyrie's got to get it at Brooklyn. Like they have to move him, but I don't think they will. And 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 on the Kyrie note, Andrew Wiggins as well, who's not vaccinated. I mean, I think the I think his time there is up. I think Golden State. This is the perfect time to part with Andrew Wiggins. I just don't know what his trade value is like. But if Golden State can get rid of him, I mean, he's not. He can't play in the home games either. And I don't think he's that great of a fit on the team anymore with Clay coming back, especially. So there's another player that needs to kind of part from their team. I think he might cave. I think Wiggins might say, you know what? I'm getting paid a lot of money this season. Maybe I should just stick it out and have a chance to win a title. And he's not that good of a player. Kyrie at least can say that he's an all-star. Great player. Wiggins, it's been a disappointment as a number one overall pick. Canada's finest. (laughs) All right, Webb, let's move on to something I enjoyed talking about a little more than this. Week four of the NFL season is starting tomorrow. I am so excited for this week. Thursday night game, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Cincinnati at home are favored by seven and a half points. T Higgins is out tomorrow and their start and Cincinnati's star safety is also out. What is your pick for this game? So I have the Cincinnati Bengals to win and cover. Um, I think that Cincinnati just has a much better offense. And I think they're rolling. I think they didn't play with T. Higgins last weekend either. And they absolutely demolished uh, Pittsburgh. So I don't think that's a huge setback for them. And Jacksonville also, as a, a another point, is bad. Overall bad. Um, and it's a short turnaround this week. It's Trevor Lawrence's first Thursday night game, first primetime game. It's going to be interesting. I think he's going to have the jitters a little bit. And uh, I think Cincinnati's going to roll all over them. The safety's name was Jesse Bates, by the way. I drew a blank for a second there, but I figured it out. I agree with you. I think Cincinnati wins this game and covers. Uh, Jacksonville's bad. They're really bad. I don't think Trevor Lawrence will have jitters because he's played in like two or three national championship games. He's used to the big stage. Cincinnati on a Thursday isn't as big as the national title game. But the NFL is a different beast. And Urban Meyer's bad as coach. And Dabo Sweeney is a good coach, so he's got a different thing than he had at Clemson. I just think that Jacksonville isn't good enough. Trevor Lawrence is really good, but Joe Burrow's pr- better. Joe Burrow's really good. I I love Cincinnati this year. I think I had them winning ten or eleven games. I'm like I'm a genius, Webb. Is the point I'm making here? I am a genius. I had them coming in second in the division. And uh, do you want to bow down and kiss the ring now, or do you want to wait till November? What are you doing here with Cincinnati? My, my prediction there. I just want you to keep talking so you look so <laughs> foolish and so stupid come November when Cincinnati wins like eight games. I'm going to cut all these segments if that happens. Just <laughs> there'll, be no, there'll be no memory of this at all. There'll be no history. It'll have, I'll edit it, say like, oh, Coop said Cincinnati would win five games. Like that's going to happen for sure. <laughs> keep, <laughs> so get ready just for keep- that. Keep digging yourself deeper, man. I I I don't think I don't think the Cincinnati team is as good as advertised. Um, yeah, I'm not like okay. Who did they beat? Um, they beat Pittsburgh last week. They beat Minnesota in overtime. That Minnesota should have won that game, but and they beat the Chicago. They lost to Chicago. So ah, it's gonna be a fraudulent three and one. I think I had them ten and seven. 
like a genius, okay? Like a genius. And just uh, get ready to bow down. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see, Coop. They got the Packers <laughs> week five. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> They're not going to win them all, all right? There's going to be some downtime there. Yeah, that, that schedule gets real bad come November. This is going to be a terrible game, by the way, that I'm going to watch and hate myself for doing it. I'm watching every minute of it. Me too. It's terrible. It's going to be bad. You're right. We're pathetic. Uh, <laughs> let's move to Sunday. The first game I want to talk about to get out of the way. Indianapolis at Miami. Miami at home are favored by one and a half points. Jacoby Brissett is still the quarterback for Miami. Carson Wentz, unfortunately, still the quarterback in Indianapolis. Bad ankles and all. What do you have for this game? I have Miami to win and cover. I like Miami's team a little bit more than the Colts overall. Uh, I think the the I was going to say the Heat. The Dolphins have a very good secondary, um, and they have an improvement in their quarterback, which is Jacoby Brissett over Tua. Uh, they have a solid offense. Devontae Parker, who hasn't really done that much this year, but I think on paper still good. Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, and Mike Gusecki, who had a resurgence last week. Not a bad uh, set of pass catchers. I think they're going to – I don't know if it's going to be a blowout against the Colts, but they're definitely going to win in cover. So I'm going to tell you right now, this game either goes one of two ways. Miami wins by three points, close game, or the Colts blow them out. The Colts winning by 20 points is reasonable to me. Happen- like I can see that happening very easily. I don't think it will happen. Miami's going to win in cover because the Colts are bad. But it's one of these kind of games where the Colts turn it on and like, oh, the Colts are back. Then they lose by 30 the week after. That happens for them sometimes. I just think they're bad. Carson Wentz is terrible. If Jonathan Taylor gets 25 carries, the Colts win this game. But I think Frank Reich is a bad coach who will not do that. So. Jacoby Brissett takes over somehow, and Miami wins 28-24. to 24. Damn. Okay, well, that sounds like a good game to me. It's going to be a nightmare, Web. I'm, it's going to be a nightmare for me. I'm going to hate every second of it. Yeah, good luck watching that. Carson Wentz throws an interception with like a minute 45 left to seal it. That's definitely going to come. Yeah, probably. Whatever happened to uh, Rashad Jones? Do you remember him? The safety? Yeah, whatever he happened might- to him. Didn't Miami cut him like a year ago? Yeah, they did. But like, what happened to his career? Like, is he is he still in the league? I don't think so. I haven't heard of him at all. Uh, he was really good. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I haven't heard of him in a long time. That's true. Yeah, no idea. Should look that up. Okay. The next game, the New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans are favored at home by eight points. They are back in New Orleans for this game. They're no longer playing in Florida. They are back. But I think eight points is a little high for this New Orleans team. They're not that good. But the Giants are also bad. So I have the Giants to cover the eight, but New Orleans to win. What do you have for this game? Uh, I have the Saints of New Orleans to cover and win the game. I don't think eight is is um, a stretch at all. And I say that because, and this is me who thought the Giants were going to win the NFC East like an idiot. And predicted they'd win set, uh, 10 games, lose seven. They haven't won a game yet. Um, and they cannot score touchdowns. It is real bad. I want to see how the Giants' uh, injury report looks come come Friday or so, because I know Sterling Shepard got hurt. Darius Slayton, I believe, got hurt. 
So if they're just relying on on Kenny Galladay, who can't stay on the field, uh, I think that's a real big problem, especially when with all of those guys, they couldn't score the football. Is Saquon Barkley playing? Yeah, probably. G- Giants by 40. He's the best player in the NFL. <laughs> Saquon, man. This guy. I, I want to love him so bad, man. I want him to be so good. He's RG3, man. RG3 comp for running backs. Yeah, kind of. That's actually a pretty good one. Except RG3 actually won football games one year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City at Philadelphia. Kansas City on the road are favored by seven points. Andy Reid apparently will be on the sidelines for this game. He was taken to the hospital after the last game with dehydration. Hopefully he's doing better. If he's not there, I am not concerned about the coaching. I think they have an excellent coaching staff. They'll be fine. So I have Kansas City to win and cover this game. Philadelphia is bad, and Kansas City's offense is still really good. Yeah, I have the Chiefs to win and cover. I just don't feel good about it. I have a feeling that Philly's going to score some points in garbage time. I feel like the Chiefs are going to be blowing them out, and I feel like Philly's going to score some points and ultimately get within like six or five. I just think the Chiefs' defense is not good at all, and Philly could creep back in. Not where they're like concerned, but enough where the Chiefs don't cover. But I'll feel really stupid if I bet against the Chiefs and it's the 35-17 to game. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win and cover. That's what I said last week, and then the Chargers won. God. The Chargers at least... I made that same argument last week, Webb. The exact same thing is what I said. At least the Chargers have Justin Herbert and like some dynamic players on offense, like Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yeah. No one on Philly really concerns me. Devontae like, Smith is going to be a monster. He's so, good. You're right. He's good, but I'm not worried about him yet. Yeah, fair. All right. The next game, Houston at Buffalo. Buffalo at home are favored by 16 and a half points. This is a huge spread web. Terod Taylor still not playing. Davis Mills back at quarterback for Houston. Buffalo has turned it around. Lost the first game to Pittsburgh have blown out two teams since. Won both games by more than 16 and a half points, I think. What is your prediction for this game? Yeah, so I, despite what you said, I have uh, Buffalo winning this game and Houston covering the spread. So you gave a nice spiel and insight into what you're looking at or what you're going to predict. But I don't know. Houston hasn't been that bad. I think 16 is huge, man. 16 and a half, sorry, is huge. And the Bills are coming off back-to-back blowout wins, but I think Houston also comes back in the end. And and, and I don't know, this could probably be, this could be a huge mistake on my end, but I'm going to go with Houston to cover. 16 and a half is way too big. I give Houston a little bit more respect than that. I think if Terod Taylor was playing, I would agree with you 100%. A rookie quarterback in his second start in Buffalo, that's a crazy place to play. The fans are going to be doing nuts. I have Buffalo to win and cover the 16 and a half. I think this is a blowout. Buffalo's allowed like so few points the last two weeks against better quarterbacks than Davis Mills. I just think they're really good. They're clicking on all cylinders. This is a blowout. 35 to 3. 35 to 6. Something like that. It's going to be a blowout. Damn. 6. Come on. Houston's going to score. 30, 35 10 maybe? 
Like they're not getting to they're not getting to fifth they're not getting to seventeen. Oh, and man. I don't think there's any way Buffalo doesn't get to thirty-five. You make a good argument. Yeah, oh, no. I'm gonna have to rethink this one. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Carolina at Dallas. Dallas at home are favored by five points. I love Carolina. I am all on the Sammy D train. Uh I think I'm the biggest Sam Darnold fan in the world right now. I'm all in. And I own two Cowboys receivers in fantasy. So I'm all in on the Cowboys train too right now. So I'm going to split I'm going to split the baby in half. Carolina covers the 5. Dallas wins the game at home. I think Dallas's offense is better than Carolina's defense and both are elite units, but I just I think Dallas gets it done at home. They're playing really well right now. But I think 5 is a lot for this team. So I think it'll be like 31-27. It'll be four, but not will be five. Two, five is too much. So I'm not as high on uh, on Carolina as you are. I think they're a fraud 3-0, fraudulent 3-0. And Carolina has yet to score 27 points this year. So I'd be really surprised if they did that against Dallas, who has a decent run defense, surprisingly. Surprisingly. I, I don't think it's going to hold up throughout the year. I see the look on your face of disgust and just – disagreement and uh <laughs> but i think i don't believe in carolina at all coop man i think dj moore's looked really good i think christian mccaffrey's looked really good i think sam darnold's looked better than he has in his career but i wouldn't say sam darnold to me has looked really good cmc's out got chuba hubbard in guy that i picked up in fantasy who i have zero confidence in i'm not saying he's not gonna do well I just wouldn't bet my life on it. I put him, I, I'm starting him this week because I'm in desperation mode and my team is 0-3 and trash. So I figured, why not? But they got a rookie running back to move the chains. It's going to be, it, it, it's so such a one-dimensional offense when Christian McCaffrey is not playing. It's going to be Sam Darnold and DJ Moore um, trying to connect all game. Robbie Marshall has just been invisible this year. Uh, I just... I think the Cowboys cover the five, man. Dallas to win and cover for me. I think, the re- I think the reason that you think Robbie Marshall's been a ghost this year is because his name is Robbie Anderson. That's probably why you have Robbie Marshall? Him. You're dead. Oh, sorry. Terrence Marshall or Robbie Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Anderson has been just very invisible. I mean, Robbie Anderson was just a downfield threat. Just, you know, he disappeared for a, a half. And then you see at the end of the game, he had four catches for 88 yards in a score just randomly. Uh, but anyway, I just, I think this team is just very different without CMC. I think you hate Canadians. Chuba Hubbard is Canadian and you don't want to see him succeed. It's I picked him up in fantasy. You I talked about, about Andrew well. Wiggins two minutes ago. Now <laughs> Chuba Hubbard's not good. Honestly, I I see your anti-Canadian bias web and it's disgusting. Wait till we wait till we start talking about Pittsburgh. Um, I'll get into Chase Claypool, but <laughs> no, honestly, if you make fun of Mapletron, we're gonna fight. <laughs> I um, I want Chuba Hubbard to be good. He had a solid game last week. You know, just he wasn't prepared to to start or to not to start to carry as many times as he did. And I hope that he does well, but it's tough, man. Your first game starting is is in Arlington. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough game, man. Like, all right, Web. The next game up is Cleveland at Minnesota. Cleveland are favored by two points on the road. I think Baker Mayfield is super overrated. I think Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind. 
Dalvin Cook should be back. I have Minnesota to win and cover against a mostly healthy Browns team that I knew from the beginning. Yeah, so I also have Minnesota to win and cover. I just, I really do feel that this game is going to be Minnesota by a field goal or Cleveland uh, completely blowing them out. I just think this is one of those games, like Minnesota is going to be, end up being like a seven and 10, eight and nine team that should have gone 11 and six. I just feel like they're going to screw something up. I think they're one of the, a really good offense. And Kirk Cousins has been playing like a top 10 quarterback, but something, I just feel like this team's going to screw it up. Because we both think Minnesota's going to win, it makes me think Cleveland is definitely going to win this game and we're both going to look foolish. That's usually what happens. I just, Minnesota's better than Cleveland right now. I think they are. I've been more impressed with them for sure. So Minnesota for me. Okay. Tennessee at the New York Jets. Tennessee are favored by seven and a half points on the road. Julio Jones is questionable to play with a leg injury. A.J. Brown is out for this week. So I don't know who's playing receiver for Tennessee this week. And I still think Tennessee win in cover. The Jets are trash. I don't, I'm not going to watch a second of this game, by the way. I'm, I'm out on this team. The Jets are not watchable football right now. What do you what do you have here? I haven't seen that much of Zach Wilson, um, except for that first Carolina game. So I actually want to see how he plays. And I may pick up their defense, t- Tennessee's defense, that is. That's not a bad idea because he's going to throw the ball to Tennessee, even though Tennessee's defense is bad. But Derrick Henry is going to have 500 yards against this Jets defense. It's really bad. Over, over under for his yardage on the ground. Uh, 145. I take the over. I take the over as well. Yeah. All right. 160. Under because I think they'll be blowing them out. They'll pull them out of the game. Okay. Oh, speaking of that, I forgot to bring this up last week. Or sorry, last show. Um, why was Michael Parsons in the game when Dallas was beating Philly out by like 20 points and then Michael Parsons got hurt? And they brought him back in the game. Because he's a rookie and he's changing positions, they just want to give him more snaps there, I think. he's He was a linebacker, and now he's playing defensive end. I think That's they so risky. To, I don't disagree with you. I think they just need to give him snaps so he gets better. And I, I get what you're saying, but he also got hurt. I mean, it wasn't a serious injury. He came back. Well, injuries happen in football, man. That's what happens. All right. And Dallas is desperate, so they had to do what they got to do. Detroit at Chicago. Chicago are favored by three points at home. So we Justin Fields second start. What do you have here? All right. So for this game, I think this game is actually going to be a competitive game. Detroit and Chicago. I have I wanted to have Detroit winning and covering this game, but I feel like again Detroit will find a way to blow this. I have Detroit to cover. Uh, Chicago to win. I have Detroit to win and cover. I just think they're better than Chicago right now. Detroit's defense plays really hard. Their offense is not terrible. And Chicago's offense is terrible. Matt Nagy is not letting Justin Fields play like Justin Fields. He's making him play like Andy Dalton, and that's stupid. If he's able to completely change his coaching style in six days, then Chicago should win this game easily because Justin Fields is really good. I think he's incapable of doing that. He will, Justin Fields will get sacked five times this game and Detroit wins pretty comfortably in Soldier Fields. Oh, yeah. Did you did you see that Chicago Bears are moving? Yeah. Bought land today. So they'll be leaving so. Soldier Field probably in like five or six years, which is kind of sad because it's supposed to be a great place to go see games. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is pretty sad. And um, 
like some of those uh, like iconic stadiums are, are going to be no more soon. That's too bad. But these owners want to want to make money, and there's no luxury boxes in these old stadiums, so you got to tear down tear them down for some reason. Yeah, they haven't won in like thirty years, so almost forty. What am I saying? Eighty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Well, I still think Detroit wins this game, and uh, Jared Goff gets his first win. Go, good for him. Wouldn't shock me because I think Detroit is a little better than an zero four team, so it wouldn't shock me. But I just I can't rely on Goff just just on principle. And, and and who's playing QB for the Bears this weekend? Justin Fields. You think? I think they haven't announced it, but you can't start Fields and then remove him. You have to let him. He's his job now. It has to be. All right. And the, the, the reason I think Detroit wins this game, the main reason, I think the players on Detroit like their coach. And I think the players on Chicago have to hate their coach. You have to hate him. He's bad at his job. Like, is it possible Mitch Trubisky is actually a good quarterback? Because he looked really good in the preseason for Buffalo. He just might be uh, bad at his job. It's possible. I just don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's okay. The thing is, Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky kind of played the same. They're good at rolling out. They're both really athletic, Justin Fields more so, but he never had Trubisky do that. There were no rollouts. He never threw on the run. And Justin Fields was not asked to do that all yesterday either on Sunday, sorry. So I just think Matt Nagy is incapable of coaching this kind of quarterback. So it's going to be a tough year for Chicago. And they don't have their first round pick next year, which is really bad news for them. Sucks. Yeah. Okay. Washington at Atlanta. Washington are favored by one and a half on the road. Well, this is a fun game. Really fun game. Your favorite quarterback, Matt Ryan, definitely playing. What do you have for this game? I have Washington to win and cover. I think this game actually might not be bad. Like, I'm not saying it'll be fun, but it might not be bad. I think it could be okay. I, I have, I honestly have no idea how this game's going to play out. This is the weirdest game of the week to me. I could see Washington winning like 27 to nothing because Atlanta's terrible. Or Atlanta winning like 21-17 or like 21-20 in a really just stupid game. That makes no sense. Yeah, I can see that. I thought the Giants game was over last week against Atlanta. And then Atlanta somehow won the game. I had turned it off. I thought the Giants had won. And so I have no idea. I think Washington wins and covers, but I would not be surprised at all if Atlanta won this game in some weird fashion. Where do you think Matt Ryan plays next year? Atlanta. They're locked in. Okay. If if they wanted to move on after this season, they would have drafted Justin Fields. They are very stupid if they don't move on from Matt Ryan. I mean, yeah, but no, I mean even what, after, even after they have? drafting Fields. What option do they have next year? They'd have to trade him. I don't think next season is a great quarterback class in cu- coming in. I haven't done too much research on the guys yet, the main guys, but I don't see it being particularly deep. So it could be an issue where Atlanta just has nobody. So Matt Ryan might be the best option, which is a bad option. They have an out yet next year, potentially. I think it's, I think it's, I mean, unless Matt Ryan has a really good season, I think they, I don't know, man. Why do they keep him? I don't know why they do, but I don't get why they would move off him now. Like just, you're already in, right? You could have drafted someone to replace him. You chose not to. In for a penny, in for a pound, right? No, but he's he's just not good, Coop. I don't understand. Are there no good free agents next year? I think Terod Taylor might be a free agent next year. Actually, no, he signed a two-year deal, I think. So next year to cut him, it would cost them $40 million against the cap. They have no out. In 2023, they can move off the money. Next year, they can't get rid of him. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do, man, but I, I guess they, they look to 2023 when it only costs them $15 million to get off his money, but tough to be in Atlanta right now. That really, that's unfortunate. I went to the Super really Bowl is. a few years ago. And then <laughs> the worst loss than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no, no, no. Seattle and the Pats was worse than that. 100%. No, 28 to 3. 28 to 3 is worse. I would I would rather lose 28 to, being up 28 to 3 than having a chance to walk into the end zone, seal the victory, get another Super Bowl ring and throw it into Malcolm Butler's hands. Malcolm Butler where is Malcolm Butler now? He retired, right? He did. Yeah. As did Marshawn Lynch. I just yeah. twice. Oh man. 28 to 3 is worse for sure. I disagree. It's, all right. That ends the <laughs> afternoon. That ends the one o'clock games. Move on to Sunday at four. Arizona at the LA Rams. And what I think is going to be a really good game. The Rams at home are favored by five points. Webb, the Rams are your team. I will allow you to go first here. So initially I had the, uh, um, I had Arizona covering the Rams winning. Now I'm just like, nope. I think as a message to Arizona, the Rams are going to (laughs) just, I see you laughing. The Rams are going to just give Tyler, Tyler, Kyler, um, something to remember. And I think, I think the Rams win and cover this game. This is the first test the uh, Cardinals are going to get. The Rams just beat up on Brady real bad. And uh, the Rams are looking like they're running away with the NFC West. I don't think the Cardinals are as good as advertised. And, um, I think they're a fraudulent 3-0. There's no way they go 4-0. All in on the Rams, winning and covering. I think the Rams are the best team in football right now. I agree. They win and cover this game. I like it. I like Arizona this year uh, a lot more than you do. I think it sucks for Kyler because he's the best short like quarterback ever. And the best player ever, the best short player ever is Aaron Donald. And he's going to destroy his life this weekend. Aaron Donald's going to kill Kyler Murray. He's as fast as him and way bigger. I cannot wait for this game. It's going to be bad. But I do think Arizona will have some moments in the game when, you know, they're going to show flashes on offense and maybe give the Rams a little scare, but the Rams will put, put them away in the third quarter. I just think that Sean McVay is a really good coach and Cliff Kingsbury is an adju- objectively bad coach. I think he's not a good coach at all. I think Sean Mc he got his job by saying like, hey, I know Sean McVay a little bit. Come on, guys, hire me. Like, that's literally how he got hired. Sean McVay is going to eat this guy's food. Like, it's going to be terrible. So, yeah, Rams winning cover and a blowout, I think. Seattle at San Francisco. San Fran are favored by three points. Seattle's coming off a huge, huge loss last week to Minnesota. Wait, did I say Seattle's favored? San Fran is favored by three. Sorry. Webb, what do you have in this game? Regrettably, I have Seattle to win and cover. I think like the previous game we were talking about in the NFC West, I think Seattle wants to show San Fran who's who in the NFC West and Seattle can't afford to win three, sorry, to lose three games in a row. Um, They're not a one and three team. San Fran is a two and two team. And I just think Seattle, it's a divisional matchup. They're going to run all over the 49ers. The 49ers have no running game. Um, I just think it's going to be Devo Samuel and Tyler Lockett all over the field. And Russell Wilson's going to have his way. And I think, I think Russ wins and he covers. Sorry, he wins and uh, 
that San Fran doesn't cover. Yeah, I think that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are two of the best receivers in football. They're great. Debo Samuel can do some things against the Seattle cornerbacks, but I still think Seattle wins and covers. I agree with you. They can't lose three in a row. If they do, their season's over. If they're one in three, I don't think they come back from that. They need to win this game. I think San Fran might be better than Seattle, but they don't need this game as much. So Seattle's going to throw everything to get it done. Although this is the game most likely I text you Sunday and switch this up. Damn. Like this is the game I feel least confident about where like Sunday at 1130, I'm like, you know what? Nah, Jimmy G gets this done. So get ready for that text because that's 60% going to happen. Damn, Jimmy G gets it done. Words to die by, man. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, not, yeah. San Fran to me is a two and two team, just based on how they played. Coming into the season, I thought they'd be four and zero, oh, three and one, but they're a two and two team, um, in my opinion. Uh, Could have lost that Philly game, and I just, I just think Seattle's a much better team offensively, and I don't think San Fran's defense is that good. So, and Jimmy G, three reasons why I think Seattle wins. Yeah, Nick Bosa's playing like an, an animal right now. So San Fran has a chance, but Russell Wilson is just better than Jimmy G. And that sometimes it's all you have to look at. But it's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward to that a lot. A game I'm not looking forward to. Pittsburgh at Green Bay. Green Bay are favored by six and a half points. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is done. He is trash. Green Bay wins and covers, and I don't think it's particularly close. I... I don't know how Pittsburgh scores points because Big Ben cannot throw the ball. I think this is a, like going to be an, an ugly, ugly game. Wait, but am I wrong here? Um, I think Green Bay definitely wins this game. I just, I, I'm not sure if it's a blowout. I agree with you that it's an ugly, ugly game. I just think this uh, Pittsburgh defense can still be really good. It's just that the Pittsburgh offense is really bad. And um, I don't know if Juju is even going to play this weekend. So if he's out, and uh, with Deontay Johnson already be being out, uh, it, this might be bad. Um, I could see this being, I could see Green Bay struggling though. I'm not going to lie, but I still see Green Bay winning. I have them winning and covering. I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh covered the six and a half and Green Bay won like 22-17 or, or something like that. Well, not probably wouldn't get, yeah, probably something like that, 22-17. 2317. I I guess I just believe in Ben Roethlisberger less than you do. I I don't know how he scores anything. It's all Najee Harris. Like he can't throw the ball anymore. He's terrible. He can't move either. I mean, he never was very nimble, but No, but he uh, was nimble. He could move in the pocket. Like you never yeah, sacked him. He can move him. in the pocket. But he also had a great line and had all day to throw. But yeah, he was a little he was a little nifty. Yeah, he could move around a little bit. It was slow, but it happened. He was hard to bring down. Now he's just there. He's like, all right, I guess we're doing this. Like, He falls down on his own now. Yeah, he's Peyton Manning in his last year, except <laughs> Peyton somehow had better armor. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. Not I, good. It, it's, it's, it's really bad. Is he? He's a bottom five quarterback in the league now, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think without question, I would say he's bottom five. And in the, the bottom five that he's in, like there were rookies there. So they get a pass. Yeah. 100%. Like I'm just I'm looking at the teams. 
where I would take him over the quarterback. Davis Mills, I'd take Ben over Davis Mills probably because we haven't seen anything from him yet. Uh, honestly, that's looking the same. No, Jameis. There's re- it's Matt Ryan. Like it's really bad. You're taking Teddy Bridgewater over him right now because Teddy Bridgewater can move. I'm taking him over Dalton still. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. I wasn't even considering that because because yeah. Justin Fields is there now. Yeah, yeah. So he might be the worst starting quarterback in football right now. Who's not a rookie because he's had a better season than Zach Wilson. But yeah, Zach Wilson's a rookie. Yeah, for sure. That's fair. But yeah, he's bad. Okay. The last afternoon game, Baltimore at Denver. Denver are favored by one point at home. Denver are three and zero. Web, dude, does Denver go to four and zero this week? Yo, this is to me the most intriguing game of the week. Maybe not the best game of the week, but the most intriguing game because I have Baltimore to win and cover. Don't tell me why. It's it's a gut feeling that I think Denver is going to struggle to score here. They're not a very good offense to start. All predicated on defense and checkdowns and really uh, uh, game management from Teddy B. I could just see, I could see Lamar running all over them. And I could see this as a really tight game. I could see this game as like 23-20, 21-20. Like this is going to be an interesting game. I'm really, really excited to see what happens. I can see Denver winning, but if I had to bet, which we are, uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore in a very, very tight, gritty smash mouth ugly game well, i'm gonna ask you a question who has denver beat so far this season the jets yeah oh god who else? they beat it they beat a bad team they beat a, a couple bad teams i have to look i have to look back uh they beat the jaguars i believe the jets and i want to say the giants they beat three really bad teams yes they beat the giants week one and the Jags week two. Yeah, so it's possible that Denver is not very good. Yeah, this, I don't know why, because I think Baltimore wins this game convincingly. It feels like a trap. Like Vegas knows something we don't know. Yeah. The one point is just too easy. Like, I I think Baltimore is going to win this game and obviously cover the one. But because we think that and it looks so easy, I'm almost positive Denver wins this game. Just to make it look stupid. I'm just trying to think. Like both to me, both offenses are not good. Denver has a much better receiving core than 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 uh, Baltimore, but Baltimore is getting back Rashad Bateman, and I can't remember the other receiver they're getting back. But they're getting back two receivers, which hopefully helps Rashad Bateman's first uh, first game really since getting hurt. Um, that first game of the season, this regular season, so. You know, Lamar is getting some help on offense. Him and Mark Andrews have great rapport. And I think Lamar, regardless of the team, is going to run all over them. I'm just, I, I I have questions about Denver's offense. That's what's concerning me. And then now that you also brought to my attention the, the trash that Denver basically beat, who, um, well, all the teams that they've beaten haven't won a game, right? That is correct. I think they're all, they're 0-9 combined. Yeah. Give me Baltimore. Bad. Yeah. Give me Baltimore. I think so too. And the other receiver for Baltimore was uh, Miles Boykin, by the way. So it was Miles Boykin. Okay. Yeah. He's activated he, as well. Okay. I mean, he hasn't, he he was a pretty high pick a couple of years ago. He Third really round pick in much. 2019. Hasn't done too much. It could be Lamar. I'm not saying it's Miles Boykin. It could be the offense that's very run heavy. 
he's had some big plays, I think. I think I remember some touchdowns he scored. I think he's had some big plays, but yeah, the the whole wide receiver group's been underwhelming with Lamar. So and all relatively high, uh Rashad Bateman, first round pick, and uh Hollywood Brown. First round pick. First round pick, not really involved that much. Yeah, for sure. Baltimore hasn't really hit on the on the the getting those receivers. Uh who was it that they drafted a few years ago who was highly touted? Is it Brashad Perryman? Rashad Perryman, yeah, he was a first round pick and that could not catch. That was a yeah. problem. It's like 28th overall, I think. But yeah, it was bad. But, yeah, I, I have Baltimore to win and cover, and it terrifies me. Okay. The Sunday night game, Tampa Bay at New England. Tampa Bay are favored by six and a half points on the road. Tom Brady is coming home. Seth Wickersham from ESPN is writing a book. It's going to come out early October about how this relationship fell apart. This was all over ESPN and everywhere in sports media today because it's rivalry week, and I am – I can't wait to read this book. Uh, New England is bad at offense, good on defense, but Bill Belichick wants nothing more than to win this game to make Tom Brady look bad. And Tom Brady is super petty. So I think there's nothing he wants more than to embarrass Bill Belichick at home and make the world know they won those Super Bowls because of him and cheating, not because of Bill Belichick. So I think Tom Brady and Tampa Bay win and cover this game. And I think it's not particularly close. What do you have? Yeah, so this would be a very interesting game. Um, Very interesting game. Revenge game for both uh, Brady and Antonio Brown. Um, Should be, I would say it'd be good. It's more the the hype around it, the narrative. That would be fun. It's great that they put that as a Sunday night game. I think Tampa stomps all over them. Uh, Tampa to win and cover. I think Brady, like you said, is very petty. He's not going to let up. He probably wants to throw about five or six touchdowns this game. If you own Brady in fantasy, it's going to be a good day for him. They're not going to let up. They're going to run up the score. They're going to embarrass the Patriots if they have the opportunity to, to do so. I agree 100%. I think this is... Mac Jones is not ready to play this defense. I just think that this defense is really good. Mac Jones is a rookie who has promise, but yeah, this is going to be a bad day for New England, which is a good day for me. Happy about that. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be, I would say it'll be a snooze fest, but this the storylines are going to be too compelling. And Tom Brady said he doesn't expect to uh, be welcomed back to New England. I do want to see what happens because I do think that the Bucks are going to run up the score and how the fans are going to react to that. If the fans boo Tom Brady, I will be absolutely shocked. If they do that, they're a terrible franchise. <laughs> Sky won you six Super Bowls by cheating. And you're going to boo him now? That's disgraceful. Yeah. And the amount of flack that you and I get from these New England faithfuls who supported Brady for 20 years to now turn your back on him, it'll make you look really, really, you know, fickle and, and just disloyal. Yeah. I don't think they can boo him. I, it would just look too bad. Like when Andrew Luck retired, the Colts fans booed him in the preseason. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Like I, I booed him privately. But not publicly. That was disgraceful. And I'm still mad about that. So <laughs> I wanted to start that like I had some class. And then I remember we recorded a podcast that night. I was like, I said some things. <laughs> not a classy individual, Web. <laughs> yeah. People remember that. The listeners will remember and call you up. But yeah, 100%. <laughs> about the book you were mentioning, 
I'm really interested in 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 uh, in reading that book. Some of the excerpts were and the the uh, the notes on it were very interesting about the relationship with Kraft and Belichick and Belichick and Brady and how there was a lot of beef. At least I'll give the I'll give the Pats this. They didn't show it. I know in the last year or so, or the last couple of years, we started to hear things about Brady and his nutritionist and all that other stuff and the TB, TB way or whatever it was called. I can't remember. TB twelve. TB twelve way. Um, all that other stuff, the rift, but that wasn't co- until the last couple of years. But do you remember it was 2019? It was Seth Wickersham who wrote an article. It was a long article about the problems in New England with Alex Guerrero, Brady's trainer, the yes. problems with Bill Belichick. And it was this that. huge piece. And Boston media killed him. They said Wickersham was lying. All these articles. And I went, because I remember this happening at the time. So I Googled it today. I wrote, there was an article on Boston.com, basically from a year after that article, article, saying he was wrong, he was lying, it was all made up. They're fine together, and I was like, "Wow, look at these hacks who just will never admit something wrong about their team." God, Boston is the worst sports city in America. It's a trash city for sports. <laughs> hey man, I I have no problem agreeing with you on that. Worst, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Harvard's overrated too. Okay, the, the Monday night game, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are favored by three and a half points at home. But this game gave me a lot of problems because I like both these teams a lot. I was honestly torn. I, I'm not sure. I have no idea. This game was really hard for me to predict. What do you think happens here? And this game can go either way. I think to me, this is the game of the week. Um, and it may sound silly to say that when you have Pats and, and, and Welcome and Brady back and you have two undefeated NFC West uh, rivals playing each other, but the Chargers and the Raiders in 2021, ladies and gentlemen, is must-see football. You have uh, the most prolific passer in the NFL right now, Derek Carr. Yes, I said Derek Carr. The 3-0 and uh, Vegas Raiders, the 2-1 and Chargers, who probably should be 3-0. and Um Justin Herbert, it's going to be fun, man. One thing with these, with the, the with the Raiders, they can put up points. I think the Chargers are going to put up points on the Raiders. I think it's going to be a fun game. I have the Raiders to win and cover. The, so I have the Raiders to cover the three and a half. I think that's a big spread. I think the Chargers win. I I think I'm not sure this is the best game of the week. I think it's the most interesting game of the week. I think the Cardinals and Rams will be really fun. But I think this could tell a lot about who wins the AFC West. I, this is a really fun game. Vegas is playing out of their mind well right now. The Chargers just came off a huge win against Kansas City. I think the Chargers are just better. I think Herbert is better than Derek Carr. But but Carr is really good. People have been hating on him for a long time. All he does is perform. I think this is a three-point game. You're, if it was the Chargers by two and a half, I would take them. But three and a half, I think this is like a 28, sorry, 27-24 game. The Vegas covers, but they give me the Chargers to win. I am not going to pick against them two weeks in a row. Yeah, all right. I um I think the Chargers have a very underrated offense. Like, you know, Hunter Renfro, uh, Henry Ruggs. These guys are doing well. Darren Waller, obviously. And obviously not Josh Jacobs because they don't need him. Peyton Barber, whoever you want to choose. I think this score is actually higher than that. I could see this being like a 35-32 game. Sorry, 35-31 game. It could be. I would not be surprised by that at all. I, I think three and a half is a lot. 
I just think this is a field goal game for somebody. I think it's likely the Chargers, but if the Raiders win, I will not be surprised. And I hope the Raiders win because I like them a lot as a, as a storyline this year. They're really fun. I like the Raiders a lot this year. And and I'll say this, because uh, you you said this could you know show a preview of who's going to win the AFC West. I don't think either of these teams win the AFC West. I mean, it gets to a point where Kansas City just has to come back against so much. It's a tough division. I mean, I think Kansas City is the best team. But if they're two and two, and one of the and uh, and Vegas is four and zero, oh, it's hard to it's hard to make that up. They could they could do it, but it could be this could be a game that determines a playoff spot. Maybe only one wild card from this division gets in. I just think this game matters a lot to both these teams right now. I to be honest, I think it matters more to to Vegas. I think I, I agree with you. And I'm not saying the Chiefs can lose this week and be fine. I'm just saying Vegas needs to be four and zero more than the Chiefs need to be four and zero. The Chiefs are two and two. Um, I still have a lot of confidence in them. I think they can go. They'd have like 13 games left. I could see them going 10 and three the rest of the way. To be honest, Vegas losing this game could cripple their confidence and just send them into a, a, a sort of tailspin. The thing with the Chiefs, which may, might make a comeback hard, we said all offseason, they're a very thin team. Frank Clark's playing defensive end now. Their defense is getting killed. If Tyreek Hill or Kelsey go down or Mahomes goes down, they, they can't make those games up. This team is one injury away from not being a playoff team. Josh so Gordon, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should <laughs> mention, too. Tampa Bay signed Richard Sherman today. We should yes. have mentioned that during that. For... I think $2.2 million. Good for him. Yeah, so Josh Gordon signed with Kansas City. Andy Reid said today he will not be ready for this week, more than likely. So you picking up in fantasy? No, not at all. He is, I think there's been like 30,000 people that have picked him up in the last day or two. I think you guys are obviously not, have not learned from the other five times he's been banned in the league. It's not going to last. I agree 100%. This is destined for failure. Yeah. I hope it doesn't, but. At a certain point, come on. Like, <laughs> I wish him luck. Good luck, Josh. I hope you turn yeah, your life around. But me too. it's come on. Uh, yeah, it's hard at, at this point. But you know, Richard Sherman. I thought I didn't think a team was going to sign him this year, but he went to the Super Bowl champs. Good on him. I mean, I think a lot of it was because the secondary is so depleted. Yeah, but good on him. I does he move the needle for for them? I don't think so. Not. A 33-year-old Richard Sherman coming off an Achilles injury from a couple years ago. And, you know, the, the incident this summer, I don't know where his head's at. So, I don't know. I don't know how, how much he's been training. I totally forgot about that this summer thing that happened with him. Yeah. I totally forgot about this. You mentioned it right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Ah. Well, good luck, Richard Sherman. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's the name more than anything. And obviously, I think... um his high standing in the players union. So he has a lot of respect in the league. So I think it's more than that. Yeah. I think Tampa Bay got killed by a team that was in Richard Sherman's division for a long time. Maybe they think he has some knowledge against the team. Could be like a coach on the field kind of thing. So yeah. we'll see. All right, Webb. Uh, you won last week against the spread. You beat me first week. You won. We tied straight up this week. I'm coming for your neck. I'm going to destroy you, just so you know. So get ready for me to talk a lot of smack on Monday. Only problem with what you said, honestly, is that we have so much overlap this week. If I fail, you fail, buddy. Somehow I will twist it 
that your failure is my success. So get ready for that. (laughs) Everybody, please go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. We are huge on Podbean. Please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. We have anything to add before we get out of here. Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest European soccer player of all time. That's all I have to say. Zero World Cups. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out. <laughs>